welcome back to Not Your Average, where you are empowered from the inside out for your own personal growth and also to make hopefully a global impact. So today's episode is going to be on how to be successful part two. We touched on so many elements and principles and habits and mindsets in part one uh, as to what really helps people gain success, purpose, whatever you may want to call it in their life. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode um, as well as listening to this one. So we're going to continue on to that. And the reason why I want to talk about being successful is that we're in a time where currently it feels like everything is in limbo or where everything is at a bit of a not standstill but we're kind of living groundhog day or where if you are particularly on the front lines for example you are you know constantly you know at a sort of very very fast pace it doesn't give you time to sort of uh, look at the bigger picture and sort of stand back um, at the periphery of your life and look at exactly the moving pieces and what Uh, first of all you want and secondly what really success means to you and so we're either in this time where we're thinking you know we're waiting for things to get under control so that we can be able to at least um, be in physical proximity to other people hopefully sooner rather than later and go about uh, our lives but also you know those who are still living in a fast-paced sort of lifestyle purely because they are using their skills and abilities to help out, you know, in this particular moment we find ourselves in. And so I really think it's important for both sets of people, regardless of whether you're on the front lines or not, whether you're still in a fast-paced role, whether you are sort of waiting to um, find yourself, um, you know, getting on with life as usual. I think that this year... um, 10 months, however long it's been going on, it's a perfect opportunity to really look at and examine what success means to you. And I think this has been a unique opportunity to have a reset. And I think that we would be so amiss to not take that opportunity and to not really make the most of it and think, what do I really want? What uh, are my skills? Where can I... um, you know, make the most impact? Where can I really leave a legacy? Where is the aspects of need that I can fill when it comes to um, serving others uh, with my abilities? And it doesn't have to be something that you do for a job at all. It's about purpose. It's about how you approach life and how uh, you sort of have a perspective about different things. So, In terms of how to be successful part two, again, we're going to run through some principles um, that I've observed that other people have sort of highlighted to me in terms of what really constitutes success, not only um, not just from, you know, the obvious things, but actually from the more meaningful and from the more sustainable and from the more foundational aspects. So my first point is zero entitlement. People who are successful, I find, um, and this is not measured at all, actually, by monetary success only. It's about necessarily the the rest of their lives and the other areas of their life. They tend to have this ability to not look or 
blame others for things that are going wrong like that that means that doesn't mean that they don't acknowledge when it's you know somebody else's fault or when somebody else has the ability to put something right but generally they just don't have this entitlement that everyone owes me or the world owes me because um even though there will be times and there will be seasons in life where it will be tough and you know here at not your average we're all about really empowering you to live in the world as it is and to live your life as it is and not sort of live in this sort of rose tinted view because that's actually not going to help you grow what's going to help you grow is to be cognizant of where you're at where you want to be the steps that you need to take there but also enjoying the journey because that's what it is you know I I always say that life is short but it's also very long so it's important to enjoy the journey as you go along because that's where the treasures are found and one of those treasures is having um, a lack of entitlement not feeling that everybody owes you or that everybody needs to you know uh, do things your way your way or the highway or it's a sense of um you know if you don't get something done then there's no self-responsibility there successful people on the whole are very self-responsible they understand that they have quite a lot of power in terms of the choices that they make the individuals they allow themselves to be around the things that they choose to entertain what they choose to do with their life essentially now there are, I, I acknowledge that there are factors that um, really a lot of us don't have control over that can affect quite a lot of how our quality of life is, how our mindset is, and we have to do quite a lot of unlearning. But again, a successful person will go, well, it's up to me to really find out what I need to know. If I realize that I don't know something, then it's up to me to sort of make the most of it. And when we live in a day and age where we're so blessed to have access to so much information, and I have to always say that everything has to be scrutinized for its um you know truthfulness or usefulness uh as as ever um but beyond that you you know you have access to so much information so much so many tools so many people who have gone before you and tried and sort of posted up a youtube video that this is what works for me so i think it's important to maximize the tools that you do have you know um use the things that are in your hand that are are free you know make the most of what you have access to and then you'll realize that actually you're more resourceful than you probably thought and that sense of entitlement can just leave you now and you know entitlement isn't the same as as i said holding people accountable that's that's a completely different thing what i'm talking about here is sort of thinking that everyone owes you for something and the truth is is that they don't and um it's important to understand that but at the same time there's so much freedom that comes with knowing that no one owes you anything but there's so much freedom in knowing that you have complete responsibility over your choices over what you choose to do with your life and that's there's so much sort of energy that can be put into that that everything else is to be honest just a little bit of a distraction so my first point is successful people are they just lack that sense of you know entitlement and I feel that that can help people to really understand how much choice they do have how much as I said resources that they do have at their disposal so my second point is to ask for help and get rid of the ego a lot of people and I remember watching this um Steve Jobs video he did quite a long time ago 
I don't know whether it was when he was starting Pixar um, after he'd left, uh, he'd been fired from Apple. And he just said, a lot of people won't ask for help, you know? He just said, I, I make phone calls and um, I would, I think he was talking about the start of his journey and he just said, you know, I'd make phone calls and ask people questions. And he said, most people are willing to help. You just have to ask and you just have to obviously be mindful about how you ask. Again, have zero entitlement, but just ask because I think a lot of people see asking for help as a sign of weakness, but actually it's a sign of strength because if you if you ask for help from somebody who you knows, who you know knows more than you about a particular area, if you know that they've gone before you in a specific project, endeavor, um, you know, if they've modeled a lifestyle that you particularly want, then there's nothing wrong with asking for help because if you're already showing that you don't have entitlement and that you're able to take responsibility for yourself, then you're showing that you have the ability to learn. And when you have the ability to learn and to ask for help from somebody else, when you're willing to also um, not work yourself into the ground, because there's no nobility in that. There's actually no, um, you know, it's important to work smart, not necessarily work to the point where you are barely able to um, physically live life as well as mentally. Um, so it's important that you ask for help and are able to not only ease the workload for everyone involved, but you're also able to learn more, get rid of your ego and really practice the belief that everyone has something to offer. And just because somebody's fantastic at something doesn't make you any less. It means that you all can bring your skills together and create something amazing or work towards a vision that's really compelling. And I think that the most successful people I've seen have teams, whether it's a team of one person, you know, five people, 500 people, 50 people. Um, the most successful people have teams because each person ideally should bring something different to the table. But also if you're, for example, um, a solopreneur, or if you are working in an organization and you're just that one person looking after that project, it's important to ask your colleagues or ask uh, other, you know, partners for help so that you're able to navigate life better you know I always say that interdependence is the most healthiest we don't want codependence whether at all in our personal or professional relationships but interdependence is where you go I'm responsible for what I can do however for what I can't do I will happily ask for help and I will happily know that I'm in I'm I'm sort of assigning trust to this person based on their skills um, that that will get done so that also means that you're able to cultivate uh, much more productive personal and professional relationships when you ask for help and again once again you really kill that ego and you're able to learn my third success principle is do it scared I don't think that there's ever a right moment uh, to start or to feel ready for anything that you want to do. So whether it's a personal thing or a professional thing, I actually don't think that you will feel 100% or even if you do feel generally uh, ready for something, the best thing to do is just get on with it and um, sort of take action because when you take action it creates momentum and usually when you've created that momentum you will grow to feel like you want to do something now this is not downplaying anybody who's experiencing a particularly hard time both emotionally and mentally and so I would encourage you to seek professional support for that 
but I'm just talking about um, when you're really, you know, scared about doing something. Um, a lot of successful people say that, you know, they're always petrified about putting out, you know, whether it be some artists putting out a new album, putting out a new project, artists sharing their work, business people launching a new product, um, whether it's be, it be whatever it may be. That doesn't mean that those individuals or those organizations or companies or groups of people or small startups aren't scared about doing this, but they are willing to put it out there and learn and iterate and then do better next time if it's required, but also still learn even if it is a success. And I think that it's important to um, shift your mindset from, oh, what if it goes wrong? No, but what if things do work out well? What if things do end up um, giving you information and giving you a perspective um, and giving you experiences that are so invaluable that money can't buy because you've learned so much from that and you can implement that you know whatever you want to do next so I would say do it scared now this doesn't mean do things that are senseless or dangerous I'm talking about things that are you know dreams and um visions that you have um or things that you're passionate about but that you're scared to do that don't be don't wait for the right time there is no right moment and as you as we've seen this year has gone phenomenally quickly and you know we've essentially the majority of the world essentially has spent most of it in lockdown so you would think that the time would go more slowly because we're not necessarily Uh, apart from those who are obviously in the medical profession we're not necessarily living life at the same pace so you would think that time would tend to slow down but actually I believe that this time can show you that there's no better time than now to be able to act on exactly what you want to do and to be able to fulfill your uh, dreams and things that really matter to you and it's important to do that because you also set the example for other people that there is no perfect time (laughs) there is no right time you're never gonna get a time where everything works out perfectly you just have to do it and if those people who started these large companies that we know now either you know took no for an answer or either you know thought well I'm not going to launch this because there's so many people doing the same thing then we wouldn't have what many of the things that we have now you probably wouldn't have either the phone or the computer that you're listening this on to this on so do it scared don't wait for the right moment you know plan what you can but just some action creates momentum my next point is have firm boundaries I think firm boundaries are essential not negotiable but essential to having a healthy life because there will be always something uh that is vying for you to abandon yourself to abandon your values to abandon your um you know your standards for yourself whether it be a relational issue whether it be a professional issue um and so i think it's important to you know have firm boundaries but you have to know what those are before you seek to enforce them and I think it's important to do that because a lot of people, uh, both men and women, um, but particularly women, are very conditioned to be people pleasers, um, very conditioned to live your life placating everyone, live your life, um, you know, not r- ruffling any feathers. And if you're doing that, then you'll be seen as difficult or you're making a fuss or whatever. Make a fuss, you know, take up space. 
and be firm in what you will allow and how you'll allow yourself to be treated and how you won't allow yourself to be treated what you don't uh, align with in terms of the quality and the atmosphere of a healthy life and how that looks like for you because if you don't have boundaries you'll be living a life that everybody else wants for you but that you don't recognize I'll say that again if you don't have boundaries you'll be living a life that everybody else wants for you but that you don't recognize because you won't be a lot you won't be living from not only what you probably know that you're here to do or the things that you're passionate about but you will also not have healthy relationships because these are relationships based on you bending every single time or making excuses or making allowances or not confronting issues or not speaking up when you're upset about something in a respectful manner obviously um or not saying or making known you, you know i always say that boundaries uh, you know are the gateway to healthy relationships whether that's personally or professionally and they allow you to have individuals in your life in both areas of your life that value you and your contribution if it's uh, in a professional setting and if it's in a personal setting they see you and they accept and value you and honor that so it's important to have those boundaries and i did have touched on it um, in previous episodes so i encourage you to look back at previous series when we've examined um sort of boundaries and it's important to uh understand that they just don't help you they help the other person that you're setting these boundaries with they help the institutions that you're setting these boundaries with learn this is the proper way to treat people but this is also the proper way to conduct yourself and show self-respect for yourself so it's not just something that benefits you it's something that helps make a tangible change in those uh, spaces you may find yourself in and that leads on to my next point which is to remove the need for validation um again we are very conditioned to seek external validation it's just a societal thing particularly in the west where you contrast and compare uh which is a very dangerous thing to do and a very fruitless exercise um how your life is doing or whether you are matching up to a specific lifestyle or whether you're you know you're ticking off what is on this made up timeline of life and i think it's important to um understand that validation uh i heard an american say that it's the only thing that validation is for is for parking and i completely agree because the same people who will build you up can tear you down the next day and so if you live your life you know looking for validation uh if you get your oxygen from validation externally then you will die without it it's internally i mean your your spirit will be crushed if you don't feel that oh i need acknowledgement or i need support for every single little thing that i do or i need and this goes for not only in your professional space but in your personal space because when you validate yourself you're able to um go into spaces go into situations you know with your cup full you're not looking for somebody to fill you up and so you can actually evaluate that you're not going looking for your needs to be met in an unhealthy manner now we all have needs and they all they all should be met in a healthy way that's not to say that you shouldn't have expectations from other people that's not to say that you should accept people just you know in your personal life for example not acknowledging your achievements or not supporting you or or uh not um you know championing your growth that's different from validation 
when you're looking for validation you're looking for someone to say yeah of course you can go ahead and do that that's the right thing instead of just doing it because you know innately it's something that supports your purpose and your principles that's the difference between validation it's like you're looking for someone to say of course you can do that before you go ahead and do it or of course you did a great job when actually you know you did a great job anyway so I think it's important to praise yourself and to um, do that and to acknowledge the positive aspects of yourself because we our brain is unfortunately quite negative leaning and we have to do a lot of daily work uh, and I would say start with affirmations um, start with reading uh, I would say points of thought for the day so whenever your mind is wandering you come back to a point of thought at the start of the day that's something that will guide your brain so that when you feel like you're not focusing on a task or whatever you have something positive as a as, as a point of thought to anchor you for the day and that helps you validate yourself when you acknowledge and you for example journal and write down these are the things that I did today and whilst I am not what I do I acknowledge that I did these things and that I'm proud that I made steps forward um, and so it's important to validate yourself because when you don't require validation from others you're less susceptible to sort of manipulative individuals or circumstances and unhealthy and toxic relationships so when you do that when you validate yourself and when you when you also give people permission to be wrong about you you know even if something's not true even if something's not accurate you're like mm, it's okay I'm good you know you can be wrong about me because I know what's true I know what's right about me so you also save energy in terms of not feeling the need to control other people's perception of you because you've already validated that perception you already have a correct perception and so that leads me on to my next point about cultivating folk you know growth focused friendships and relationships what I've seen from successful people is that they are very selective about who they allow themselves to be around and who they allow access to them and to what degree different people have access to them. Now, I believe our lives should be anchored by people who bring different aspects to that. Um, I don't believe it's one person's job to fulfill all your relational needs. I believe we have the beauty of having so many rich um, and by rich, I mean in terms of character and integrity, etc., etc., uh, individuals that we can encounter. But it's up to you to use your intuition, to use your discernment, um, and to use uh, and to observe people's patterns—not just words or actions, but patterns—to really look at individuals who add to your life, both mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, physically, in terms of people who value that you want to take care of your health, for example, uh, as well as financially. So individuals who are happy for your growth and who value who you are and who um, aren't trying to compete and you know aren't also feeling bad about themselves just because you're around uh, it's important to have people that you can be you can take up space with because when you do that they have permission to do that as well so cultivate friendships around you because it is said that the the five people that you spend the most time with have a lot of impact on you and I'll give you a, a very obvious example. Somebody may be born, you know, let's say in London, but then they move to maybe, I don't know, Florida or somewhere in the United States. And whilst they may have had maybe an English accent for the first five years of their life, 
once they move to the US, they will assimilate around the people that they are around who will naturally have American accents if they move to somewhere in America. And they will, over time, develop an American accent and over time be able to speak in the same manner. Why? Because of who they're spending the majority of their time around. So just as an accent over time, without you even noticing it, is influenced by who you are around, then that is the same way for your mindset. It's the same way for your um, emotional state. It's the same way for your life and the life trajectory. So surround yourself with individuals who help you to grow and also, you know, identify the strengths of those people so that you're not just looking for any one person or any one group uh, but also be mindful as to the degree of access uh, that people have around you be around people who like to see others grow in general that is essential um, and that leads me on to my next point which is leave a legacy um, there are some other points that um, I want to touch on but I think that there are some things that we can really um, touch on in future episodes. So I'm excited to dive into that. But one of the key things I wanted to, um, you know, highlight is the importance of legacy. And this means that it goes beyond just attaining material or relational success. You know, people always say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, or, you know, the, the, num- the amount that you have in your bank account, etc., etc. It goes to leave living um, a legacy that lasts beyond you, that lasts beyond your time here, that lasts beyond your time in a particular season or with around particular people. Maybe you move countries, maybe you moved jobs. Um, so it's leaving a legacy that is what is going to keep your mind on the bigger picture. That is what's going to also, um, hopefully, I say hopefully, Um, navigate and uh, determine how you behave and how you carry yourself because you understand that there's something bigger at stake than just this particular situation it's that I want to leave a legacy that is beyond me Um, and I always say that you know build something that outlasts you whether it's your uh, relationships whether it's maybe a company whether it's a career whether it's Um, a family whatever it may be for you because you know we all don't live a one-size-fits-all life but it's important to leave something that outlasts you that's what purpose is about not just doing things just because you enjoy it but you know that it has a lasting impact Um, and and so I encourage you to really um, cultivate and think about what legacy do you want to leave whether you are in your 20s (laughs) teens you know, 30s, 40s, you're never too young to think about these things. And you're never too old to think about these things either because it's important because that bigger picture, it's like the the sun in the horizon. It's not right next to you, but your life is the path where you swim to get to that sun in the horizon. And that sun in the horizon is like a compass and it keeps you sort of on the right path where you are looking to where you want to be and it helps you navigate um, towards that path and towards your goals so I encourage you to um, yeah look at 
want legacy and maybe sit down and think about three things that you really want to be the uh, main makeup of what your legacy consists of. We are all powerful and we can all make an impact. So once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, Please share and encourage anyone who you think needs this uh, uplifting content. But more importantly, things that can make you think. Things that make you look and examine your life and really choose to live it purposefully. Uh, Don't forget to join us over on our Instagram page. It's not your average official just at not your average official we have a new blog post out this week as well on our website at notyouraverageofficial.com that's notyouraverageofficial.com and these are my tips on how to be successful there are many others listen to part one this has been part two as ever i've so enjoyed spending time with you thank you so much for listening and i'll see you on the next episode bye